Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Great News. I'm Kevin Ryder. This is Mike Catherwood along with me. And uh, every single, twice a week, actually, on Mondays and Thursdays, we do our best to bring you stories that will actually make you believe that human beings are okay. And not everybody is a is a Karen. So that's the goal of this podcast. And if you like it, subscribe and click the little thing that gives you a notification when we post them, which will be Mondays and Thursdays, and maybe suggest it to a friend. Yes, you should let people know. And also, uh, I forgot in the last couple episodes, Kevin, that we've been doing um, since since we kind of resuscitated the show, we were getting a lot of great um, people kind of like nominating stories, but giving them to us on yes. Twitter, on Instagram, people providing us great news stories because there is such a wealth of them. Um, so we appreciate it. Go ahead. Hit us up the at the Kevin Ryder. I'm at Mike Catherwood. If you come across a a story either in your personal life or something that you see out there in the media, send it our way. We'd love to to highlight it. Agreed. Time for an intro. Here's Mike with his guitar. It's the intro. The show's about to begin, bro. Say hello to the happy goodbye to the blues, because Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. <laughs> Got to be honest, that was a little sexy, a little Thanks. too sexy for me. Thanks, brother. Uh, where do you stand on the, I think you stand the same place I do, on the uh, military uh, families coming home and reuniting. Oh, it's the best. I hate to admit Thanks. it, but I have a, a, a story regarding that as well but listen parents being away from their children it's horrible when you finally get reunited with your kids it's beautiful and great you take that and you put into consideration being away from your kids so that you can go defend the country and that there's a good chance that you might not come back um it's just the mo- one of the more beautiful things that we have here in our lives to see those brave men and women get brought back to their family. And I would like to say this just before we play the video. It's it's also an amazing thing that probably doesn't get the thanks that it, that they deserve. But the families go without dad for, in this particular case, nine months. So the kids miss dad. The wife misses dad. Like those military families that support somebody who's gone off you know, to serve in the U.S. military, um, those families probably don't get enough thanks either. And that's why there's such a huge, great reaction when they finally come home is because the families also suffer during that nine months. Watch it. Absolutely. To see what what her reaction is. I haven't seen my child in eight months, almost nine. I just passed my 10-year mark in October. Um, I just got back from Iraq. Kaylani uh, Goins Martinez. Um, she's 10 years old. Her and our relationship is uh, second to none. You know, um, every how I feel, every daughter needs their dad. So my goal is to be the best person 
um, alongside her mother that she has in her life. The hardest thing was um, just being away, uh, missing birthdays and first days of school and sharing um, exciting moments about report cards and stuff like that. And uh, just, you know, I, it's the, the internet wasn't the best over there, so everything was, you know, during FaceTime and stuff like that. So it was days where I didn't talk to my kids, um, almost weeks. Veterans show a variety of leadership roles. Veterans have a lot of courage and make and have to make hard decisions through tough situations. They are also loyal to their work and risk their lives for our community. They know they have to work together to to get through difficult decisions. My heart is racing right now because um, that's my baby girl and. Uh, I'm just ready to see her. They always say the best person to judge is somebody that has lived that experience. So I think we should just go ahead and ask somebody who's recently served our country what they think about that. I said earlier, that is why I'm here, um, because of that, and like she just explained about how she feels about me, that is the best feeling a parent could have, so I'm definitely, uh, I'm in my feelings right now. God damn you, Kevin. She says, I know, it's hard not to cry with that one because we both have girls. Um, she said he's the other half of me. You know, that's another thing that I don't think people recognize enough. And I'm not I'm not doing the the fake humble thing and I'm not trying to shit on you and I. But we we fool around for a living, you know, and yes. I, I, I know I actually really genuinely respect uh the father that you are, Kevin. You've always been so committed to your kids. And I do everything I can to be a, a positive influence on my my daughter, but at the end of the day, she goes, yeah, well, my dad makes funny voices and he puts on a mustache and pretends to be, <laughs> different, you know, and that girl and, and, you know, hundreds of thousands of other young children get to say, like, my dad's a hero. And that's got to be uh, such a such a profound feeling to to know, like, oh, my dad's seriously like a hero. Like you watch uh, uh, Captain America, you watch Iron Man like that. Yeah, my dad, he, he's a he's a hero. What does your dad do? Oh, uh, he makes penis jokes. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Which almost makes me not want to do go right into this next story, but I think oh, we should cleanse our palates with something just insanely stupid but funny. Okay? Let's do it. Kevin, not only Russian humans are very Russian, Russian horses are Russian. This is a wild free horse in Russia. This is Moscow. This isn't the fucking countryside. There's just a wild horse and 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 he comes he or she comes across a Russian citizen. Look how this goes. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, I see someone on a bike. Fuck you. 
One more time. Here we go. Here we go. Ah, yes. I see bicyclists. You ride your stupid bike. Fuck you. And I'm on my way. I go get Borsch. I need vodka and Borsch. Fuck yeah. Boom. Later. And that was so not a mistake. Like, clearly, he was all about fucking that chick up, and he's off. <laughs> Boom. Later. I would like to say that that's Mike and my version of great news. That is great that news. Left endlessly. Sure. Most stories we want to provide you are heartwarming and, and inspiring about humanity and what they could be. But you can't sit there and say that you watch that and don't feel better now. You do. <laughs> it makes my day. I don't know what that says about me, but it does make my day. Yeah. No question. Um, there's a woman named Shirley in Austin, Texas. Have you heard of it, Mike? Surely you're joking. She um, was homeless. And there are a lot of people who think if the homeless just get an opportunity, they'll jump for it. Of course, yeah. all they need is an opportunity. And I think it's a lot more complex than that. And oh, sometimes yeah. it takes more patience on the people who are trying to help them than normal. And so this is the story of Shirley in Austin and a guy who would not give up trying to help her. The topic of homelessness in Austin stirs up a lot of emotion and controversy. There's so many different opinions and questions about the best way to help people who don't have a place to call home. Tonight we're introducing you to one woman who said she didn't want help. She wanted to be left alone. But one Austin team just kept showing up. KV's Molly Oak has the story. This is my bedroom. When you first walk into Shirley's home, expect a tour. My walk-in closet. She's proud of her one-bedroom apartment. How nice is this to have all of this? Oh, it's so wonderful. I cry sometimes. That's because Shirley wasn't always here. No, I wasn't. She used to be here on 7th Street. We all live down there as a big family because we're homeless, so we're all sharing the same thing. Some are better and worse than the other, but still, at the end of the day, we're still homeless. Homeless and hopeless. When you're homeless, you don't have no sense of steam or nothing like that because you're pretty much living like an animal. That's how Tony found Shirley. That first uh, initial meeting with Shirley, we knew going in that it's about building a relationship. Something Shirley. Why y'all keep coming? Why y'all bothering me, you know? Had no interest in. But Tony and the team kept coming. A person doesn't change overnight. Um, it takes time. And to expect a person to just say, yep, I'm ready to go into housing, I'm ready to address my mental health, my physical health, my addiction, overnight's unrealistic. But for a person to simply say, I do want to work with you, you know, from there, we can continue working with a person, even on days where they don't want to work with us, it's just continued engagement. That's what the Mobile Medical and Mental Health Care Team, or the M3 team, does. It started in 2019, a collaboration between Integral Care, Community Care, and Dell Medical School, in hopes of connecting people experiencing homelessness to mental and primary health care, psychiatric services, substance use services, and housing. It's something Tony knows better than most. There was a time in my life where I almost experienced homelessness, and I had the support system and the resources to not 
experience homelessness, but so many people don't have that. They don't have the support system. They don't have the resources. So I do what I do to pay forward the support that I was given. In two years, the team's housed 37 clients, including Shirley. After that, uh, we'll schedule another appointment. And sticking with a person, even on their bad days, even on their hard days, to see them through to the other side, into housing, connecting them to a doctor, connecting them to mental health resources, the journey's worth it. They wanted something better for me, and I should have wanted something better for myself. But at that time, all I could think about was drinking and drugging. That's all I lived for, my next high. Unlike a warm bed at night, change isn't always comfortable. But you have to want it. You know, um, they're going to extend their hand to you, but you have to grab their hand and take hold and don't let go. And I learned that the hard way, but I learned. That lesson, along with people like Tony, saved her life. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And I want to thank you. He sure did. Him and Taylor saved my life. Because I would have probably ended up drugging myself to death. Or somebody would have probably ended up killing me or something. A new start, a fresh perspective, and peace. Amazing the things you get when you don't have to worry about the basics of life. I have security. I have happiness. I have joy. Once homeless. I'm content. I'm not stressed. I'm too blessed to be stressed now. Shirley's home. Thank you, Tony. I love you. Hell yeah. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. It's not as cut and dried and easy as we think sometimes. And for that guy who's standing right there to continue trying to help her, even though she started out saying she didn't want any help. That's a, that's an amazing thing. Especially uh, someone that young. He had such a mature perspective on things. Yeah. Um, it's really beautiful. I, and you know, the homeless problem here in Austin is, is, is an issue. And, um, you know, a lot of the people that I talk to, you know, they're like, oh, you're new in town and we talk about how great it is. But then uh, almost inevitably they bring up, well, the homeless problem is growing. I was like, I moved here from Venice. Um, yeah. Let me talk to you a little bit about homelessness. And and I'm not trying to talk about like I, I, I have a lot more stripes in that in that department. But what I am saying is that if you have the opportunity to engage with these people, you do very quickly realize, as you were pointing out at the beginning of the story, this isn't just like, oh, these people don't have a job opportunity. Oh, these people, uh, they they must be, they got late on their rent, and next thing you know, they ended up on the street. No, they're serious addiction and mental health problems, sometimes both, and um, it takes ongoing, deep-seated effort to make sure that these people understand that someone cares. Because by and large, the majority of these people are are under the impression that the, the world as we know it, normal social circles are not for them. And they are just relegated to to living on the fringes. And it's really, really beautiful to see that that young man you know, made that commitment. And in some situations, they don't care about themselves. No, no. I mean, I, I hate to, you know, bring this around and, and put it on me, but, you know, I struggled with addiction so desperately and i was thinking back to when i was 20 21 years old and really at that point where death seemed like a much better option than trying to continue to struggle and i had a family that really cared 
and a friend group and extended family. And you know what I'm saying? I had a support network that was constantly trying to say, like, well, we're here for you. We want to help you help yourself. And I had the luxury of having a set of parents that could, you know, just write off a check for 20 grand for me to go to rehab. And way more people don't have that than do. And I I would walk down the street of Venice and I'd see these kids and I'd be like, fuck, the only thing that separates me from you is me hitting the lottery of being born into the family that I was born into. Total luck, of course. You know, of course. And it's it's really sad, but uh, it's very true. All right, Kevin, here's another uplifting story regarding the military in in um, martial arts classes, uh, especially striking sports, you know, Taekwondo, karate, Muay Thai, boxing. They will do drills sometimes to raise your kind of ring awareness and your fight awareness, and you'll, you'll train blindfolded. And obviously, you don't, you're not going for death blows there, but you just want to be able to familiarize yourself with distance and things like that. Well, this young man, uh, is engaging in this training technique, and he finds out that he has a very, very special sparring partner. Check it out. Keep your gulps up, Chef. Keep your hands up. <laughs> Come on, Chef. Come on. So there we go. He's an army staff sergeant. He's been away in Jordan and Kuwait for 10 months. And his son does not know that he's there sparring with him. And you could hear him saying, come on, Chip. Is that all you got? Is that it? And finally, the voice clicks in and he's like, dad, dad, is that you? Yep. Am I a bad person? Because at that exact moment when he was taking off the blindfold and he was noticing that it was dad, I was like, go for a nut shot. Go for a nut shot. Just boom. Now, I mean, that would be reason. the only thing that could make that video better. If the kid, <laughs> as he took off his blindfold, realizing it's his father, super excited, he's like, well, before I hug you, it just cracked him in the dick. <laughs> so it does make me a bad person because we agree. So that's Maybe, not good. Yeah. That's never, never where I want to be. If you're looking for an inspiring holiday gift, this is a, an amazing idea. Um, I need to read it to make sure that I get the names right. Author Brad Aronson was inspired to write a book called Humankind. And his family was going through one of the worst difficult times of their life. His wife, Mia, was in the middle of two and a half years of treatment for leukemia. Oh. And yes. And that's super extreme. And a social worker said to them, you should try to do something positive to, so that you're not just living in this negative space all the time, okay. in this depressing down space all the time. So he decided to write a book called Humankind, which is basically a document of those two and a half years of everybody who did some kindness for them. It was a, a diary of kindness of, oh, this happened on this day, and then somebody else brought us food on this day, and here's what somebody else did. 
And it's basically a book of all of the human kindness that happened to this family during that treatment, during that two and a half years. So if you're looking for something for Chris, this is does not have video, right, Courtney? Right, no, no video. video. Okay. Um, so if you're looking for a Christmas gift that's unique, the book is called Humankind, and it's just basically this guy doing what Mike and I try to do, and that's point at other people that are amazing people. Hey, look at this person. Look at that person. Look what they did. Uh, the book's called Humankind, and I think you can get it on Amazon or any place else where it's sold. That is beautiful. I mean, I, I just think like that poor child to have to deal with the torture of knowing that his mom's sick and then having to wear a Phillies jersey is <laughs> so cruel. And it's in this picture, which will never go away. So even though he may not be a Phillies fan. No, all kidding aside, that that is awesome. And uh, <laughs> I do, I, I think that's a great idea, Kevin. To, you know, I, listen, I noticed because my wife's a fucking hippie and I love... <laughs> I all I, I just love watching Forensic Files and Dateline and reading Stephen King novels and all these like murder detective type of noir books and stuff like that. And my wife is like, it's not positive energy. You're you're not collecting positive energy. And so finally, because you don't want to do <laughs> a little more of that accent. You don't, you're, you're not abs absorbing positive energy. Therefore, you're not putting it back out in the world. And, you know, for a while I was like, listen, I'm not going to murder. I just like watching the murder, you know. And so finally I broke down because I was tired of arguing with my wife. And I started reading uplifting books. And I started reading this book called Una Out of Order. It's about, you know, just relationships and love and shit. And I started cutting out forensic files a dateline and started to watch things that are purely like a, it makes a huge difference it makes yeah. a huge difference now i'm not saying you should never do that stuff you know breaking bad is like the greatest show i've ever seen the sopranos and the wire <laughs> i understand but if you really do take the time to sprinkle in to pepper in some uplifting stuff it can have a it can make a difference you so need check out human that because you you don't get that from life for the most part from the, right. for the most part Life can be hard. Life can be challenging. Life can be difficult. People can be difficult. So it is important to have a little bit of balance in your life so that you do have some some good things that are coming your way. And Humankind is the name of that book if you'd like to order it. I don't want to give away too much about this last story, Kevin. I'm just going to let it play out. But it's, it's a 100-year-old grandfather, okay. and he's talking to his granddaughter. His granddaughter noticed that he had a, a hobby, so she she pushes him on it because she's interested in his life. Check it out. Grandpa spent a lot of time building things over the years. Carpentry was one of his hobbies. I asked what he was most proud of. Most What's proud of the building. What's the thing that you built that, you're like the, that you liked the most building? Was there anything? Good relationships. What? Anything to please, sweetie, bye. You're most proud of building your relationship with Grandma? Is that what you just said? Yeah. <laughs> I hope I find a man like you someday. No, she's not likely. No, <laughs> you're too good to be true. <laughs> so she asked him, "What's what's your what are you most proud of building? Because you've been so into carpentry and you built all these different things." And he says, "I'm most proud of building the relationship I built with your grandmother." 
So like any young woman would say, she's like, oh, my God, that's so sweet. I hope I could find a man like you, Grandpa. And he says, it's not likely. <laughs> yes. No, what she meant was old. She wanted to find an old dude. Yeah, I, I want to find a man who will die soon. Give me his money. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. That's amazing. You, you, your mind, when you hear her ask the question, your mind doesn't even go there. You think of something that he built with his hands. Yeah, especially if you were really in a carpentry and you probably put a lot of effort into some of your projects. I'd be like, oh, this deck. Come look, <laughs> come look at this fucking deck. <laughs> yep. Not him. All right. If you'd like to uh, subscribe to the podcast, please do. Uh, click the little button thing to let you know when we post these, which is Monday and Thursday, and suggest it to your friends if you think it might be helpful at all to them. And it will be. Or if you, or if you like Mike's uh, guitar and singing. Either way. <coughs> it's it's not the outro. You know what I'm talking about, bro. Say hello to the happy goodbye to the blues. Kevin and Mike just rocked you all with great news. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.